Do you need to be a student here? No, no, you can just... Something just stung me. to the stinger i am zachary brown a writer at the hive today i'm joined by the co-host of my favorite hornets podcast at the hive live chase whitney chase is this game over yet um see the clock has time on it left still as I, i look at my tv screen but the score would indicate that it has been over for a while yet not not even not over now but it's been over for quite a bit i would say some would say when bismack biombo started this game that's when the game <laughs> was over some some would say that yeah it was around uh what maybe 545 550 that this game ended yeah um so you're you're joining us on the last day of the hornet season when they are playing a play-in game with against the the Pacers and it's just been it's just been ugly I don't even know where to begin Chase because the issues that crept up in this game were issues that we had at the beginning of the year that were never addressed Um, whether you want to talk about the the lack of center depth or the lack of center talent um, whether you want to talk about the lack of PJ progressing in his in his game and his defense which was horrid horrid this game um or whether you want to talk about the fact that we did spend 120 million dollars on a man who didn't hasn't played in a very long time didn't play in this game we were warned and laughed at that we made that free agency move there's so many so many places to start what, is there a certain wound you want to scratch at first? I mean, I just think that, like, I don't think that uh, what you, anything you said was wrong, but I think the biggest reason that this happened is just that, like, everything bad happened to them, like, between March 25th and, like, May 1st or so, or 2nd or 3rd, whenever Miles went into this health and safety protocols. Like, they, it just all got so bad so quickly, and I feel like it was just hard to recover from that with how, like, inexperienced of a team they are. Like, they only, they're the, the one guy they have that they could, like, really lean on in a playoff situation was injured. And, I mean, that's, an, that's unfortunate. But, I mean, I do remember that I don't think the Hornets ever said that he was going to be back this season. Like, they never – they just said he'd be reevaluated. I don't th- – I think they purposefully, like, never – like let left that door open like they're like yeah he might be he might not we don't really know and he ended up not being back and i mean that would have helped but to be honest like with given how everything is going today like uh, a gordon hayward playing his first game and however long i don't think that does much for you i think it's just everything has collapsed and this is the the final the cherry on top of that whole train wreck i think yeah i mean I, we should definitely get into the specifics of the game, the the defensive rotations on this game. The the announcers were just talking about the lack of effort, the lack of effort yes. with, with the Hornets. I don't know if P.J. Washington had effort, if he would know where to put that effort at. 
um, got beat on, on almost every turn. They made TJ McConnell look like Kyrie Irving. It, we knew that there were issues on defense, but we'd seen effort in this team throughout the season. That I mean, that's basically how they won games, especially during crunch time. And we just didn't see it tonight, um, which is crazy because this was the deciding game, whether or not to get into the playoffs. And I want to make one thing clear, Chase. Th- this was not the playoffs. This doesn't count oh, as a no, playoff no, berth. It's just it's um, post, post-season, definitely not playoffs. Yeah, it's it's still been six years since the Hornets have seen the playoffs um, since 2016 this doesn't count and I wouldn't want it to count anyway. We lost the game on the defensive end, but the, the offense as well was, was not great. Um, your boy LaMelo ball. I, I know he's still that, that wrist is still hurting him. He's not a hundred percent, but we're talking about lazy floaters. We're talking about that thing that he got criticized about would being unnecessarily flashy. He was unnecessarily flashy in this game. And, you know, you can't blame a, a rookie for, for this at all. It was negative 35 for this game. That's uh, that's rough. Yeah. Hey, but speaking of plus minus, you know who was only a minus three? Devontae Graham. <laughs> all right, look, of, I don't know if... Plus minus. Yeah, no, that, that means to it give means you a raise or something like that. No, hey, I'll, I mean, I'll take what I can get. But I, I, I'm just throwing factual information out there with, with no no comments. Yeah, people can one of seven will, from but. the three, Devontae Graham, was only negative three in the game. Um, it was all bad. I mean, even even Terry, who we lean on to win these kind of he was uh, he was like terrible. Yeah, it's uh, like not. I don't mean to, not like sticking it to him or anything. It's not like I'm blaming him, but he was like legitimately really bad tonight. No, but as long as we're going there, as long as we're starting to play the blame game. I think the blame game is squarely on cup check and not making some type of move at the trade deadline. I just don't know how you don't address a center position that has this much need. It's almost like organizational neglect. You should be brought up on charges if you put Bismack Biombo as the starting center of your team on a deciding game. And I don't even blame Bismack for this. He's just not equipped for this, even on his best days, and he's well past his best days. Um, the good thing is he got three minutes at the beginning of the game and then was never seen of, seen from again. Yeah, I mean, the pacer, like, and it's it's not even, like, the fact that, like, he himself is, like, giving up these points or is, like, making mistakes. It's just that by virtue of him being out there and, like, the Pacers know that they can take advantage of the Hornets' defense as a whole because, A, he can't space out to the perimeter, and, B, he also couldn't guard, like, somebody like Sabonis for the entire game. Like, Sabonis had 21 rebounds, and he only played 33 minutes. Like, he sat for most of the fourth quarter. And, and he, he was, struggled to score. And he, yeah, he, he was couldn't still, score, but he was still doing whatever he wanted. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's And, like, to be able to do that while you go 7 for 15, like, and to just still make it look like you're doing whatever you want, like, that just goes to show that the, the interior defense on the imposing team is just not up to par. And, like, it's not it, – like you said, it's not Biz, Biz's fault. It's not, it's not even, like, Cody Zeller's fault. Cody Zeller was actually the one that, like, prevented him from really scoring, like, once Biz was – 
banished to the bench for the rest of the game. Like he and, and we got. I feel like quickly we have to give credit. Cody Zeller and Miles Bridges were like the only two guys who were really like busting their balls the whole game tonight. At least, at least it seemed they both had a, were probably the only two guys who had quote unquote good games in this. Yeah, I'm no fan. I'm no Cody Zeller fan. I've I've, I've been on the record for that, but he was a hundred percent from the from the field tonight. He was the only good part of tonight, and he worked it. He really did. Miles struggled a lot, but he worked really hard. Um, and those were the only two people. I, I think Monk came in and gave them a little bit of energy. If we're just looking for a speck of sunlight in there. Um, but it's all bad news. <laughs> it's all bad news. And we're going to go, we're going to proceed from this and we're going to make excuses and we're going to find positive things to come out of this game. But it just, it's a little frustrating, Chase, especially how many years you you watch a team just stumble over themselves. It's like, it's like rooting for the coyote in the Roadrunner cartoon. <laughs> that's um, such a good comparison. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. We ended 10th in the East last year. Remember? We, yeah. Like, oh, this yeah. is the same story, basically. And we're like, oh, man, LaMelo Ball, Gordon Hayward. This is, you know, progress from our young players. We started off the, the season really, really hot. In the fourth, you know, fourth or fifth position in the middle of the year, and it just, it just falls apart when we need it the most. The Pacers had a forty-point first quarter, Chase. It was, it was done. I mean, and you could tell, unlike, and this is so unlike the Hornets, you could tell that they knew it was done really, really early. I mean, heck, we started the post-game podcast before the game was over, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, usually not a good sign if you if you record before the game finishes. No. I just don't know where to go from here. Oh, that that's a very easy question. Uh, you LaMelo Ball, he, he they hit on the most the most important this season was a success no matter what to me because LaMelo Ball is good. All they got to do is just fill out the roster with like a second star and some pieces and they'll be good. Like we know the exact issues that they have. Like it's, it's, it's like they need another wing, like more wing depth, because obviously when you lose Hayward and Cody Martin, you basically have nobody that can defend on the perimeter. That's not a point guard. And then they obviously need a center as well. Like the, those two things, like one can be addressed with the lottery pick you're about to get. And the other can be addressed with the large amounts of cap space that you have and the, all the trade assets, because you have all lots of good young players and all your own draft picks. I feel, they have a pretty clear path forward. They, they definitely stunk it up to end the season which is unfortunate, but they did improve though on their record from last year by 10 wins, despite finishing in the same spot. So I would definitely call this season like a huge step forward from last year, even though like the last what month, month and a half has been like probably worse than it was at any point last year. Do you, uh, so the idea of re-signing Monk, figuring out what to do with Devante, that is all a challenge and, and you know maybe for a different podcast let's talk specifically about Lamelo real quick and i mean i know you're going to to talk about his injury and it's it's pertinent and it should be taken into consideration but man if you're a major player on a on a team this year you had an injury i mean 
I mean, we can list them off. LeBron James, AD. There, there's just been so many injuries this year. And in this game and in the, the games that he's played to try to come back and maybe make a push for that uh, rookie of the year, he's really struggled, Chase. Is there, do you have any kind of, you know, any hesitation at all with his future? I mean, you got to see what that wrist looks like healthy, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's the the main reason because everything else was still pretty good. I mean, like today in the playing game, he played badly, like like yeah. everybody else did, basically. Like, and I, I'm sure you know, like his wrist is is a contributing factor, but it was not the like the entirety of the situation, like whatsoever. So, I definitely want to like. I don't think that this. But I think he I think he played in eleven games, including the play in to end the year. So I don't I wouldn't say that that like Small is representative size, of anything. Right. Yeah. And his wrist definitely bothered him. Like he he shot poorly. Like that everything else was fine. He just shot really poorly. I, I'm pretty sure he was under thirty percent from three. He was down back down to like sixty three percent from the free throw line. His field goal percentage was terrible. Like he just shot really badly. And I I think that like his wrist just not being flexible was definitely a huge reason why because he went out of from out of a cast to playing in like five or six days so that's like not that's not something that you probably should do normally but he he did that because he plays really hard i mean he was playing hard today like he didn't work out very well but he was still playing hard no and those awkward floaters that had just no chance of going in. I mean, I'm talking about like weird high school bricks that were hitting like the heel of the rim. It was just, it did not look good at all. And, and, and no one looked good. And you're right about that. But, but the end of the season, they're 0 for 6. Anybody to blame? Do you, do you feel like there's, I mean, you know, I don't think you can lay this on Borrego, but maybe you can talk about starting Biz, Cody, Cody Zeller kind of disappearing for a while, um, never giving any of the young people any actual real play, um, minus Vernon Carey. Though, again, those young players really didn't have the chops to be on the, the court to begin with. I mean, and then you can talk about Kupchak, but Kupchak's the reason why you have these these good draft picks, and you got Gordon on in free agency. I mean, I, I guess there's no one to blame, but but in in a playoff chase where you have the upper hand on teams, and you go zero for six for the last six games is just it's a hard pill to swallow, man. And I think it's going to be a hard pill for a lot of Charlotte Hornets fans to swallow, especially the young ones, the new ones, because they've been watching Lamelo Ball. Like it's it's disheartening. Yeah, like it is it is disheartening. But like you could probably make some sort of uh, like case like that for every team, you know. Like this se- this season was was terrible. Like the N- the NBA did not put teams in a position to like succeed this year by playing such a compressed schedule in like a pandemic with all these weird restrictions and stuff that like just made their their day-to-day lives very uncomfortable not to mention like the lack of ability to practice and all that and like they all they all just got hurt at once at the end of the year like that's that's really what did it like what i think did did them in like they all got hurt at once and then they all came back and were like oh we got to like rebuild all this chemistry that we had and do like go back to what we were doing like three months ago that was making this work so well and it was like it was hard to do that. Like, and I, I it, obviously they like came up short in a lot of areas that they could have been better in. But like, I feel like this season as a whole was still like a resounding success. Like, I, I can't, I can't get on the 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 train of being like disappointed 
right now. Like, oh, well, I mean, like, no, I obviously, like, right literally now, right, right now in this moment, you, you can because they just lost by 100,000 points. But, like, in, like, three days, like, I feel like hopefully it's, like, not quite as bad because it's, like, you know, we're picking 11th. We did win. We're only six games under 500. Like, we have Lamelo That helps. Hayward will be healthy, presumably, by next season. I mean, if a foot sprain lasts a year, that's probably not a sprain. But... So, I mean, they, they should be good for next year. Like I think, and I think at this time next year, if they have like a result like this, then it's like, okay, that's disappointing. Sure. And, and I certainly hope you're right. And we're, we're a fan site. And so, you know, we're going to take the positive angle on it, but I can't ignore the fact that the Martin twins were on this team. I, 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 don't understand why that's, that was that's a- what I mean by wing depth. Like if you're play, like I all respect to them, but they probably are not rotation players on a playoff team. Like that's R- just the fact of the matter. Right. And why do we come out of the trade deadline with Brad Wanamaker, who, even if we needed guard depth, it's not the, the name that you'd want to come out of the trade deadline with. There are reasons to doubt the decisions in this season Unless you're just thinking two years down the road, which I don't know why you would do that because you have no idea what the team is going to look like. Anytime someone gets caught looking, the the OKC got caught looking years down the road when they had um, Harden, Durant, and Westbrook. Like, hey, we're not going to be able to pay these players. We we better trade Harden so that we can get the the draft capital that we need. We had a chance to be competitive this season, and I'm not sure that we made the moves. Now, here's the thing, man. I'm I'm upset that they didn't play well in the last game, so of course I'm a little upset. And I understand that, that there is a future. I think there's large questions about whether or not Gordon Hayward can stay healthy. And we already have uh, Cody Zeller, who is kind of part and parcel to that those questions, there's reasons to be optimistic as well. And that's why I brought you on the podcast, Chase. I needed someone to tell me there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You know what I mean? Oh, there's there's absolutely a light at the tunnel. That that light is about six foot six. Uh, he wears number two. His last <laughs> name is Ball. And he is here for at least three more seasons. So that's 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 what we've got to stake our claim to right now. And I, I do think you're right, like, that there are, like, some questions to be asked, like, why did did biz start why did they not address the center position at the trade deadline to begin with like but that Malik monk was on a milk carton for yeah right like like why did Malik not yeah why did he not play for the first i think it was like 11 or 12 games he just got straight uh did not play coaching decisions like there are definitely questions to be asked they're not but my thing is that they're not like huge questions they're not like oh, did we miss on the third overall draft pick? Like, oh, did we sign Gordon Hayward and he averaged 12 points per game? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he was right. good when he – he uh, granted, he slid, like, a little bit before he got hurt, but he was good. Uh, so if he's healthy, I think they don't have anything to worry about. Uh, LaMelo, obviously, nothing to worry about there. And then the the other stuff, there's just some some small decisions to be made around the edge, and then you just got to keep letting everything grow together. That's that's the big thing It's just let let keep letting them grow. All the all the young the young students they have to keep their their uh, keep focused in the classroom. Eventually they'll they'll graduate and then we'll be in the top four all of a sudden in a few years in the Eastern Conference. Man, from your from your words to God's ears, I I, I really hope <laughs> that you're right about that. It's just been 
if you're a Hornets fan, it's, it's you've seen a lot of these types of games. Um, just to say, the Pacers played amazing. Doug they, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they played great. The, the, it wasn't all the Hornets being terrible. They actually did play really well. They knew exactly how to how to put the Hornets away like early. Like they went straight for the jugular. Like all putting centers and and actions putting lamello in actions shooting a ton of threes and they all went and, in so <laughs> right and i made a comparison and I, I this came back to me i made a comparison that voting for um edwards over ball for rookie of the year was like voting for brogdon over Embiid um in 2017 and of course <laughs> brogdon comes back to, after 10 games of being out and whoops up on the hornets and that's just karma coming back to bite yeah, he he heard you talking about him, and he, he was really like, did. you know, that's Zach I'm Brown sure guy. I'm sure he listens to the stinger every time. Yeah, he he's like, that's Zach Brown guy. I I, I got to get him to be quiet. I'm I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna put up like 20 points, and he won't have anything to say. And here you are, with nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I never have nothing to say, Chase. Hornets yeah, lose it. to the Pacers, 117 to 144. Last game of the season. Any last words, Chase? A simple go Hornets. Keep keep the uh, optimistic up, optimism up, people. Everything's okay. It's just a plan. Love it. He is Chase Whitney. I am Zach Brown, and this has been the Stinger. Peace out. See ya. <laughs>